live. Um, New Year's, bringing in the New Year's. I pray that this message will encourage you, will bring hope unto you, will help you to see what God wants for each and every individual that's watching this broadcast. I also pray that the people that hear this broadcast will not be offended, but will open up their heart to know that God loves you and he knows what's best for you. So let's just go into prayer. And after we go into prayer, we'll go into the message. Father God, we just thank you. We thank you, God, for keeping us, God, through this year. We thank you, God, for hastening your word to perform it in our lives. God, we thank you for how you have ordered our steps. We thank you, Father God, how you have kept us. We thank you, God, for how you have protected us. We thank you, God, for how you have healed us, delivered us, and set us free. We thank you, God, for how you have given us everything that we need. And we just thank you, God, for the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we welcome you here tonight. Holy Spirit, be our teacher, be our helper. Lead us, guide us into all truth. Reveal unto us, Holy Spirit. Make the word known unto us. Bring the word back to our remembrance that was spoken unto us. And I thank you, Father, on tonight that as I open my mouth, you have already filled it. I thank you for giving me the tongue of the learned that I may speak a word in season to those that are weary. I thank you, Father God, that I have been crucified with Christ, and it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. For all of that, God, I give you glory, I give you honor, and I give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's get into the word of God. If you would, if you have your Bibles, or if you have your iPad, or if you have your cell phone, or whatever device you're using, go with me to Matthew, the ninth chapter, beginning at verse 36 through verse 38. Matthew, the ninth chapter, beginning at verse 36 through verse 38. I'll read out the King James first, but then I'm going to break it down in the Amplified. So let's go and see what the King James Version say, says, first of all. So we're going to Matthew, the ninth chapter. I pray that this message, again, will touch your hearts and allow you to hear what God is saying unto you tonight. Matthew chapter 9, beginning at verse 36, it says, But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Then saith he unto his disciples, the harvest truly is plenteous, but the labors are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth labors into his harvest. I want to talk to you of um, a subject on tonight where are the labors? Where are the labors? I know doing our going to church to get a prophecy, you're going to church to find out if you're going to have a husband or if you're going to have a wife. You're going to church because you want a word 
from the Lord. Some people are going or toning in to the broadcast that's live. Many broadcasts are probably live on tonight. And whichever one you choose to tone into, I pray that you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Like I said, many people are in the church and celebrating New Year's based upon what they can get from God or based upon what is said to them from a prophet assuming it's from God. First of all, let me tell you this. Everyone that give you a word is not a prophet. And the problem that we have as the church, we're looking for a word instead of getting into the word. When you get into the word of God, you're not looking for a word. The reason why I say that is because the more you get mature in him, don't get me wrong. We do want to be encouraged. We do want to be lifted up. We do want people to confirm what God has already said unto us. But do not allow people to be your God. Do not allow people because they give you a word and it sounds like something you're going through. So you're trying to follow that person instead of following God. Now it's okay to be followers of the people that's following God. That's why Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. We're following too many things and too many people that are not following Christ. This is why this message has been laid upon my heart. And when God began to speak, I am going to speak what he will have for me to speak. I'm not trying to get people to be followers of me. I want people to know God for themselves. I want them to know Jesus for themselves. I want them to have a relationship with God for themselves. I don't want people to be dependent on me more than they are dependent on God. If you're in a place and that person is making it all about them, if that person is always prophesying to you to keep you, you need to be on alert. You need to watch as well as pray. Because some people will throw prophecy out there just to get you to stay within the church, just to get you to lean and depend and trust in them. The Bible tells us to put no trust in man. We're supposed to trust in God with all our heart. Lean not to our own understanding, but acknowledge him in all our ways, and he shall direct our paths. So don't be looking for a word from God. Look for the word. And the more you get into the word of God, what's already been written, when someone come up to you, you're going to know who they are representing, themselves, the flesh, or they're representing God and they're led by the spirit. So don't get caught up with a prophet. Don't get caught up with someone that's always calling you and telling you this is what the Lord is saying unto you. Because if you're not in the word of God for yourself, you could be receiving false prophecy 
and you're thinking it's real because it seems as if they're reading your mail. Now, there are familiar spirits out there that are sent to watch you, to know the things that you are familiar with. And what they do, they have to use a person to speak into your life some of the things that are familiar unto you. If you do not develop your relationship with God first and foremost, you will be fooled. So tonight, I'm not up here again trying to get you to follow me, even trying to get you to like me. Because I know being in ministry for 20-some years that the Word of God tells me that if they hated Jesus, they're going to hate me. Why did they hate Jesus? Because Jesus was bringing forth truth. Why was Jesus bringing forth truth? Because he said, you shall know the truth. Jesus is truth. The Word is true. God is true. And let every man become a liar. So we have to know the word for ourselves. But what God want me to bring first and foremost is this message, where are the labors? It is our job, the fivefold ministry. Let me go back to Ephesians 4. As the Holy Spirit is moving, I want to move according to the Spirit and not according to me. As I hear, I'm only going to speak what I hear. And when I hear it, I'm going to do what the Spirit of the Lord would have for me to do. I'm not going to be a pleaser of man. I'm going to be a pleaser of God. In Ephesians chapter 4, I want you to listen at this. Verse 9. Now that he ascended, what is it but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth? It says, he that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all the heavens that he might fill all things. This is the verse I want you to get, and we're going to move a little bit further. And he gave some. Listen to what the word of God is saying. It is saying he gave some apostles. That does not mean everybody is an apostle. Do everybody want to be an apostle? Yes. Everybody want to be an apostle because they're feeling as if, man, if I'm an apostle, everybody will follow me. And then he said, and some prophets. He said some, not all. And some evangelists, some, not all. And some pastors and teachers. So he gave some. Not everyone will be giving, will be an apostle, will be a prophet, will be an evangelist, will be a pastor nor a teacher, but this is what their jobs are. This is what God is saying that they would do for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry. It's all about the work of the ministry. It's not about the apostle. It's not about the prophet. It's not about the evangelist. It's not about the pastor. It's not about the teacher. It's all about God. This is why I always say, I have been crucified with Christ. The life I live, well, let me back up. I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God 
who loved me, who died for me. So my life is not based upon me. It is based upon God. So if I keep God at the center of my life, if my focus is on what he wants me to do and not what I want to do, then I will be doing the will of God. So it said, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of the faith and unto the knowledge of, his son, of the Son of God, unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth, catch this, be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine. And then it says, by the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. So by having the fivefold ministry, the ones that God has called, these are gifts to the body of, of Christ. So God laid out in the scriptures what the duties are of the fivefold. God don't want us tossed to and fro with um, false doctrine, false teaching, and being deceived. So we do need to have the fivefold in the body of Christ. But we don't want the fivefold to be stuck on themselves. We want the fivefold to be first and foremost ready to hear what God need for them to hear and do what God would have for them to do. So I had to clear that up because some of us, we want a title. I want you to get, get over titles in the coming up new year because when God gives you a title, when God puts you in position, let me help you to understand this. That position is not an overnight position. He may call you to something, but there is some breaking that has to take place in your life. There is some molding. There is some shaping. There is some things that God has to help you to deal with that's in your life before he puts you behind a pulpit, before he has you to teach anybody. The problem now in the church is everybody want a title, but you really don't know who you are in Christ. Yes, I'm saying that. You don't know who you are in Christ. You don't know your real identity because some people with these titles are still acting like the world. The ones that are carrying titles supposed, supposed to be an example to the ones that are around them to bring glory unto God and not unto themselves. People that are carrying titles are showing too much of themselves. What am I saying? When you go on Facebook, all you see is pictures of people with titles. Nobody don't need to see your face for you to proclaim what God is telling you to proclaim. Uh-oh, somebody's mad. Somebody's upset because I'm talking about showing people you. You don't have to show people how well you dress. You don't have to show people how well you can huff and puff. People don't need to see all that. This is the reason why I'm bringing this message tonight because we do not, people of God, I'm talking to you. I'm not talking to the ones that are out there that don't know Jesus. I'm talking to the ones 
that's supposed to know Jesus, that's supposed to be bringing him glory and not bringing glory to yourself. Everybody say, I have a word for God's people, but that word is not based upon God, it's based upon you. Because you want people to know you can prophesy, you want people to know you can speak in tongues, you want people to know that you brought forth that word for the people. Let me tell you something. It's not about you. I learned in ministry. Some people may have been in ministry longer than I have. But I can tell you this. The things that I had to endure and some things that I'm still enduring, I'm enduring it because of knowing who I am, knowing who God has called me to be, I'm enduring it because I know God would not have chosen me to do what I'm doing if it could not be done. I'm doing it because I'm dependent on him and not dependent on me because I'm nothing without him. He is the vine. I am the branch. And without the vine, I don't have life. So I'm telling you tonight, saints, set apart one. Christians, I'm telling you the ones that say that they know the Lord. If we say we know the Lord the way that we say that we know him, we would be feeling the same way that Jesus was feeling in this verse of scripture. It says in Matthew 9, verse 36, I'm going to the Amplified. It said, when he saw the crowds, he felt sorry, had compassion for them because they were hurting. Come on, y'all. Let's be honest tonight. Come on, we're going into the new year. Let's leave all of this stuff. Let's leave all of this betrayal. Let's leave all of this manipulation. Let's leave all of this deception. Let's be real. Let's be real, church folks. It said, when he saw the crowd. Let's be honest. When we're in a crowd of people, do we feel sorry for them? Do we have compassion on them? And then it says, because they were hurting. Have you ever been in a crowd? Now, I'm talking to the saints. I'm talking to the ones that have the titles. I'm talking to the ones that want to get on Facebook and say, thus says the Lord. These are the ones that I'm talking to. The ones that want to be loud. The ones that want to be heard. When you're in a crowd of people, come on now, you don't have to be an evangelist to feel people hurting. To see that they need help. Why? Because if you have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you, you will know the sorrow, the hurt that God is feeling because of the loss. This is why the Bible says that Jesus came to seek and save those that was lost. And I'm going to be real with you tonight. Some of us that have accepted Jesus, we still feel lost. We still feel like we're missing something. The reason why we feel that way is because we have not connected to what we already have in him. We're not connecting to the word of God. We're not looking into that spiritual mirror to see, to hear what God has to say unto us. But Jesus, he felt their hurt. 
and it, and it breaks it down. He said they were distressed. They were confused. They were harassed. They were helpless, discouraged, dejected. Jesus felt all of this in the midst of the crowd. Come on, y'all. What's going on in the church? We're walking past people that are hurting. We're walking past people that are going through. Where is the compassion? Where is the love? Come on. The problem is with the church. We are selfish. Yes, I said it. We're too worried about ourselves more than we're really turning our hearts over to God and say, God, I want what you want. God, help me to see what you see so I can do, God, what you would have for me to do. We're too selfish to see the needs of others because we're always looking at what we need, what we want, how dissatisfied we are. And the reason why we're dissatisfied with our marriages, with our jobs, with our children, with our animals, with the things that we have, our cars, our homes, our clothes, our eyelashes, our hair, our nails, we're dissatisfied because when we see more, we want more. We're never satisfied with what we have. It's never good enough for us. But when our hearts are turned totally to God, we can't walk off on a person who's in need. We can't walk off on a person who's dejected. We can't walk off on a person who's oppressed, who's being harassed, because our hearts are turned towards them because of the Holy Spirit of God that's living on the inside of us. So God is bringing this message because where we should be is where he would have us to be. And where he want us to be is to seek and save those that are lost and get our mind off of things and get our minds off of what I could have or what I want to have. God wants our minds to be set on things above and not on things of this earth. The enemy have our minds all over the place. Why? Because he wants people to be lost. But then it goes on to say, these people that was in these crowds, they were carrying heavy burdens. They were carrying weights and they were carrying loads. Thank you, Holy Spirit. This is what the Holy Spirit is telling me. Some of us Christians, we're carrying weights and we're carrying loads that we should not be carrying. Because the Bible tells us to cast all your cares upon me because I care for you. But our minds are so set on What's happening over here or what's happening over there or what's happening during this pandemic? We're forgetting who we are now that we're in Christ. But what he want us to do is, and I'm going to get more into this. He want us to be focused on the great commission, seeking and saving those that are lost. This verse of scripture goes on to say, he said they're like sheep without a shepherd. 
Why would Jesus say that? Because when you see sheep and they don't have a shepherd guiding them, leading them, protecting them, they're scattered. They're wandering all over the place. They have no hope. But Jesus said they're like sheep without a shepherd. And this is the thing. Let me back up again when I mention these burdens. Because the Bible tells us Jesus wants us to come unto him and let him lift our burdens. That's in Matthew eleven twenty eight, y'all. He said, come to me, all of you who are tired, who are weary and have heavy loads, overburdened, heavy laden, and I will give you rest. That's the promise. Do you know when we accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior, what we were doing is saying, God, I can't do this no more. God, I need your help. God, I'm heavy burdened. God, I am weary. God, I feel lost. But guess what? He said, come unto me, the tired, the weary, the heavy, the heavy loads that you carry. He said, roll them over on me. Commit thy way unto me. Trust also in me and I'll bring it to pass. This is what God is saying. You got to roll it over to me. Some of us has been saved for 20, 30 years and we still carrying the same burden. We're still carrying things where people have hurt us in our family. We're still carrying um, ex-husbands, ex-wives. We're still carrying things concerning our children. We're still carrying past hurts. Come on, people. It's time for us to take the word of God for what it is and tell him, say, God, thank you for healing my broken heart. Thank you for mending all of my wounds. Nobody could do it but you, God. We got to get in a place to be able to let people know about a God who loves them so much that he sent his son to die on their behalf. But how can we have compassion on other people when we're always looking at what we're going through? And when are we going to get through what we're going through? But Jesus said that they were like sheep without a shepherd. It's in the um, Jeremiah, the uh, 50th chapter, verse 6, says this in the Amplified Version. My people have been lost sheep. Their shepherds have led them astray to favorite places of idolatry, on mountains that seduce. They have gone from one sin to another, mountain to hill, they have forgotten their own resting place. This is for real. This is happening in the church. We got people behind the pulpit telling people how to live, laying heavy burdens on them. These are some more burdens. Laying heavy burdens on them, telling them not to do this and not to do that. And they're doing exactly what they're telling them not to do. They're not caring for the sheep. When you care for your sheep, you're there for your sheep first and foremost to give them truth. The truth is what's going to keep them. The truth is what's going to lead them the way that they need to be led. This is why the Bible says, the word is a lamp unto my feet. It is a light unto my path. So when you have a good shepherd, that good shepherd is going to lead you in the right direction. That good shepherd is not going to let you go over in a mountain and die. 
that good shepherd is not going to be committing adultery and telling you not to commit adultery. That good shepherd is not going to allow fornication and adultery and all kinds of sins to come into the church. That good shepherd is not going to have the church looking like the world, playing songs of the world in the church. That good shepherd is just not going to let people come in and sing after they've been clubbing all night long. That good shepherd is not going to do that because that good shepherd is, rep is representing God who is the chief, the cornerstone. No, God does not operate like that. We got people allowing people to do things in the church that the world is doing outside the church. The world is coming in the church and shepherds and pastors, people in the fivefold are allowing it because they want a crowd. But you're going to be held accountable for all the people that you are allowing to go astray because you refuse truth. It is time for people to have the truth, whether they hate you or not. Give them the truth. God is a God of truth. Oh, I know some people are not liking this. Come on, we're letting anything in the church now. Anything in the church, we're letting it happen in the church. If a lost person come to the church because they're heavy burdened and they're weary and they want to find rest and they want to, you know, give um, give their life to Jesus. When they come in the church and they see the church acting like they were acting, they still feel like they're lost. They still feel like there's no hope because they're saying, what is the difference of me being in the world and being in God? We are in the world, saints. We are in this world. But did you not know we're not of this world? Our lives supposed to bring Glory to God where he's being glorified that when we are in the world, people know where we're from, from the kingdom of God, not the kingdom of darkness. There is a difference. God is about light. He is not about darkness. When we talk more about the world, saints, than we're talking about God, that's where we are. Oh, I know some of you don't want to hear it, but I'm going to keep talking. And the reason why I'm going to keep talking is because you need to hear this tonight. You need to stop looking for a man, looking for a woman, looking for a new vehicle, looking for more money, trying to become a millionaire. Come on. Trying to find more fashion, trying to find more things to make people look at you. And you're the one that say, you know, God, come on. Shepherds, pastors, fivefold, we need to quit scattering the sheep. Because what happens when you got these shepherds out there that's using the church, using the church to bring the world in the church, people think this is acceptable. And it's not acceptable. We need to rise up church. And we need to be the church. Be whom God has called us to be. Let's move forward. When Jesus said in this scripture, 
verse 38. No, let me move back up. There are many people to harvest. The harvest is great and it is large. But there are only a few workers. The workers and laborers are few. What is he saying about this harvest? That's why I say tonight, where are the workers? We that are in the fivefold. The ones that say, God has called me to this. I know I'm an apostle. I know I'm a prophet. I know I'm an evangelist. I know I'm a pastor and a teacher. But where are the laborers? Because it is our job to make sure we have disciples, disciples of nations. It is our job not to have converts. It is our job to make disciples of nations. When you make disciples of nations, you go back through the word of God when Jesus had his followers. Jesus was coming to seek and save those that was lost, but he had to get him some followers. Why did he have to have some followers? He had to have learners of Jesus Christ. So they had to follow him. They had to learn from him. You cannot be behind a pulpit trying to teach somebody something that you don't know yourself. You cannot be behind a pulpit quoting out of a sermon book and don't have no revelation, don't have no illumination coming from the word of God because you ain't developed your relationship with God. You pulling stuff off the internet. You're trying to be somebody you're not. Let me tell you something. Coming in the year of 2022, those that are faking it to make it will be exposed. God is not having no more. It is too many people that are dying without knowing Jesus. And the reason why is because where are the laborers? Oh, we're going to talk about it. The harvest is plentiful, but the Bible says the labors are few. Let's talk about a harvest. When you see a harvest that's ready, that harvest that's ready needs some workers to come in before that harvest dies. Let me give you something that I think all of us are familiar with, which I'm not familiar with this one, but I know I got some people out there who went into the tobacco field. When that tobacco was ready, they needed some laborers, they needed some workers to take in that tobacco before it died. Is that true? Well, if you watch it, can you say true that? If they did not get the workers, they lost that harvest. Come on, we got a harvest of souls out there. We got a harvest of people out there that need Jesus Christ because they are lost. The harvest is right, y'all, going into the year of 2022. And even while I'm speaking right now, the harvest is right. But he need workers. He need workers. He said the harvest is right. But the workers, the laborers are few. Why are the laborers few? Because people are working on title more than they're working on the Great Commission. They're too concerned about, I've been called to preach. You don't need license to preach. Preach means to, to proclaim. So you don't need license to proclaim. What you need is to be taught so you can go out. And be a worker. So you can go out 
and be a disciple. But I'm learning that people don't want to sit up under anybody to be taught because everybody thinks they know everything. I'm going to tell you why you think you know everything. Because you got false prophets coming to you and telling you, oh, you should be teaching by now. Oh, did you know you were a prophet? Oh, do you know you could be a pastor as well? Oh, God has set you apart for such a time as this. Oh, your pastor don't want you to know that you know more than she know or you know more than he know. They don't want you to know. They don't want you to get the mic. Because when you get the mic, people are going to be slayed in the spirit. People are going to be speaking in tongues. People are going to be doing this. Come out of the church with that mess. Because we need to be doing what the word of God tells us to do. We need order in the church. The church needs to be set up the way God intended for it to be set up. Not the way that man is setting it up. The traditions of men make the word of God of none effect. This is why we have more converts than we have disciples. We have too many people out there that are converts, that have not been discipled. We have too many people out there that's after title. We have too many people out there that's looking for a prophet to tell them what they should or should not be doing. But what we need to be doing is developing our relationship. And I believe that God have churches out there for people that are weary, for people that are burdened, for people that have come into the kingdom of God that's crying out with their whole heart and saying, God, I only want what you want for me. God, I only want to do what you want to do for me. God, I'm tired of going into places that's faking it to make it. God, I'm tired of going into places telling me you're going to get a car, you're going to get a house, you're going to have a husband. I'm tired of that, God. My heart is on you, God. This is why David, he was a king. And we know David done some things that David should not have done. But the reason why David's heart was after God's heart is because when David did wrong, his heart always turned back to God. Let me ask you a question on tonight. When you do wrong, do your heart turn back to God? Or do you keep doing what you're doing because you feel good? See, when you truly have accepted Jesus as your Lord and as your Savior, there's no way that you can do wrong and stay in that wrong. You are willing to repent and say, Lord, I have done wrong and I need help. I need the help of the Holy Spirit. I can't do this by myself. So I hear you. I hear your cry. God hear you. He hear your cry. And come in 2022, God is going to send people to places that he knows that their heart is turned towards him. God is going to uproot people out of these churches that are getting false teaching, false prophecy, that's scattering the sheep, that's only looking out for themselves and not looking out for God's people. God is going to reveal these false prophets and false teachers who've been sending out these messages that are not coming from God, that's on the internet, that's over the radios prophesying lies just to keep their name out there, not God, to keep their name out there. But God said, where 
are the laborers? Where are they? And I feel like we in the church, the ones that are called into the fivefold, it's time for us to rise up. It's time for us to make disciples for all nations. And as we make those disciples, they go out and they're making more disciples. But they need to be taught who they are now that they're in Christ. They need to be taught their new identity. They need to be taught the benefits that they have now that they're in the kingdom of God. And once they're taught all of these things, just like the disciples were taught, then he released them. He did not release them before their time. He knew what they were taught. He knew what they were capable of doing. He gave them power. He gave them authority. But that power and authority was coming from him. We do not abuse the gifts, the authority that's coming from God for our own benefit. We got people out here abusing the gifts, but the gifts only work as the Spirit wills. We got people out here trying to, to speak into people's lives things that God is not saying just to keep the crowd. It's time for us to rise up. It's time for the labors. This is why he said, even in this verse, he said in verse 38, I'm back to Matthew 9, 38. So pray to the Lord who owns, who's in charge of the harvest. We pray to him that he will send more workers, laborers to gather into this harvest. The harvest is plentiful. It's ready. But we have no laborers because these laborers are too worried about themselves. This is why we don't have no laborers. Because we have people that are lazy in the body of Christ. We have people that don't want to seek and save the lost. We have people that's only seeking things for themselves. They're not caring about the lost. We have people, y'all, dying by the dozen. Every day you're hearing about somebody that's dying. You're hearing about somebody that have died with COVID. We're hearing these things, but yet... Some of us are still not moved. We need to get into the word of God. We need to develop our relationship with God and say, God, what do I need to do? God, show me what to do. Show me how to do it, God. It should not be like this. Go with me in your Bibles to Matthew. This is the great um, commission. Matthew 28, verses 19 through 20. Listen what the word of God is saying. So go and make followers, disciples of all people in the world, the nations. Baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Listen what he said. Teach them to obey everything that I have taught, commanded you. Now let me ask you a question. How can we teach something that we ain't been taught? We got so many people trying to tell people what God is saying and never been taught. We never had the right teaching. We never had the right foundation. The wrong foundation is being laid. There is no other foundation that needs to be laid except the one which is Jesus. So if any other foundation is being laid, come on. It's going to be a curse. It's not right. So this is what I'm saying. If you have not been taught... 
The things of God. How can you teach others the things of God? This is not an overnight thing, y'all. It's not overnight. It takes time. It took me time to learn what he would have for me to learn. It took me going through things that I didn't want to go through to be where God want me to be. And I still got things that God is teaching me. But guess what? I want to wait on him. Because I know when I wait on him and don't get ahead of him. See, I'm not looking for fame. I'm not looking for fortune. I'm not looking for a church full of folk. Let me tell you why. Because God know how many people that he want to place within the church. He knows. So I'm not going to try to do nothing to try to get people to come in. Because God know where people need to be. He know what each pastor can handle. He know who he has in that ministry to help that pastor, to hold up that pastor arms. He knows. So I'm not going ahead of God. I'm not looking to people to make me rich. Because everything I need is in him. But what I'm telling you tonight is, we need to rise up. We need to go out. And we need to minister the gospel, the good news concerning the kingdom. God don't want no one to be lost. Matter of fact, when we go into 1 Timothy, the second chapter, this is what God says who would have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. He want all men to be saved. You don't pick and choose who you want to be saved. God said he want all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. And then the word of God says in 2 Peter 3, 9. Listen at what the word of God says here. He goes on to say, the Lord is not slack. Concerning his promises, some men count slackness, but as long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. You know, we always say, he's soon coming back. But the word of God is telling you he's long-suffering. He's waiting for his return. Why? He don't want any loss. He don't want any people lost. He, it says right here in the word of God, not willing that any should perish. So that's why his coming, it, it seems like a long time. The Bible tells us we don't know the time, we don't know the hour when he will come. But we want to be ready. And we want to make sure that we're doing what he has commissioned us to do. We're going out and we're making disciples. We're teaching them to observe all things that he have commanded us. That he have taught us. Come on, quit trying to find a church that's going to put you on a pedestal. Quit trying to find a church that's going to give you a title. Quit trying to find a church where you can get behind the pulpit and tell people what you think and not what God is saying. It's not about you. It's all about him. And God is raising up the people whose heart is turned towards him. The people whose heart is having compassion on the ones that are lost, the ones that are hurting, the ones that are crying out, the ones that are scattered without a shepherd. He's looking for the ones who's going to stand in the midst of what's going on around us. So it's time for us saints to rise up. You don't need a title to go out and minister the good news and the gospel of the kingdom. You don't need that title. 
Only thing you need is to be taught how to go out and minister. And as you go out, know that he's going with you. And another thing that I want to say on tonight is, God is not going to send you out unprepared. He's going to send you out ready. When I mention the gifts of the Spirit, the nine gifts of the Spirit, the nine gifts of the Spirit is not for your gain. Do you remember the uh, sorcerer who wanted to buy that gift, the power of the Holy Ghost with money, and what Peter told him? See, some people are using these gifts for gain. You're using these gifts to get money for yourself. That's not God. These gifts, when you go out and you're ministering salvation, salvation means that it's a total package. You're getting rescued from danger. You, it's, it's prosperity, it's healing, it's a total package. So when you're ministering what Jesus have already done and how he laid down his life and how he paid the price of redemption for us because we couldn't do it on our own. He who knew no sin became sin for us so we can become the righteousness of God in him. It's about being in him because when you're in him, you have everything that you need. Your dependency is not on you, it's on him. So when we're going out and ministering, we need the gifts of the Spirit. Not only the gifts, but we need the fruit of the Spirit. When you become born again, and the Holy Spirit comes and dwells on the inside of you, you get the fruit of the Spirit, the nine fruit. I don't know about you, but I need those fruit. I need some long-suffering. I need some love, some joy, some peace, some meekness, some faith. I need all of that when I go out. Why? Because with some people, I'm going to tell you something. There are some long suffering. You go through some things with people. That's why he gives you the fruit of the Spirit. But not only did he give you the fruit of the Spirit, he said you need the gifts of the Spirit. So when you go out and you're telling them about my son, when you're telling them what Jesus came to do to seek and save those that are lost, all of a sudden, the gift, as the Spirit wills, it may be a word of knowledge. Were you presently telling them something that's happening in their lives and you had no way of knowing it and no, you're not a soothsayer. But you're telling them something that they only talk to God about. Then they're knowing this has to be from God. See, those gifts God used as he wills, as the spirit wills. It's not for you to try to pull like people pull a bunny out of a hat and say, mm, let me see if I can get somebody a word of knowledge. Let me just see. Know that for me, the spirit is going to use you and you think it's a word of knowledge. But God used these gifts just like in uh, St. John, the fourth chapter. What happened? The lady at the well, when Jesus began to talk to her, he was ministering to her. He didn't want her lost. How many husbands did he say she had? She had five. But did he condemn her? No, he didn't. He began to tell her about what was happening in her life. And she said, I believe you a prophet. This woman ran out and she began to tell others about what Jesus did, what Jesus said. And as she began to tell others, they believed her based on her word. But then when they met Jesus, what did they do? They invited Jesus to come in and speak to them. And they said, we don't only believe him based on you. We believe him for ourselves. This is what I'm saying tonight. You got to have a relationship with God. Outside even what I'm telling you on tonight, 
When you begin to develop your relationship with God, you can say, I done been with him for myself. I done got intimate with him for myself. And not only did, did I not believe what Apostle Amanda said, but I believe him for myself because I heard him for myself. And as I get into the word and the word get into me, I have life in me. So it's time for us, church, to rise up to go out and make disciples. It's time for us to get up under a good teaching church. That's what I'm saying. A good teaching church, not a church that's looking for a name. Not a church that's, used, that, that's trying to expand and make it so big. Come on, God can teach you up under oak tree. God can teach you in, in one room house, in one room apartment. God can do that. We're not worried about how big a building is. We're not worried about how many people we got in that building. But God can use one person to get a thousand. So I'm saying tonight, get your mind off of titles. We got people that are lost and some of them don't know that they are lost. We need to rise up and we need to tell them truth. No matter how much persecution comes, we need to let them know what the word of God is saying. And the more time you spend in the word, you will begin to have compassion on the lost. Your heart will begin to turn towards the lost because that's what Jesus did. He came to seek and save those that are lost. Quit using the gifts of the spirit. And guess what? God ain't going to allow you to abuse his gifts anyway. Some of us are operating in false gifts. Because we're thinking it's God, but it's a familiar spirit. And so I, I, I had to come on tonight and let you know that 2022, everybody's giving a word and saying, this is what's going to happen in 2022. Only thing I'm telling you is God want us to go out and minister the good news, the gospel of the kingdom. God don't want his people lost. God want his people no longer in bondage. He want his people free. He don't want people to die in their sins. And guess what? They don't have to. Because if we tell them what Jesus done, sin is not going to carry people to hell. What's going to carry people to hell is rejecting Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Because Jesus paid for all the sins of the world. The Bible said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Church, let's rise up. Let's rise up in 2022 and begin to give them the good news concerning the kingdom of God. Because we want to make sure that we're doing what God has commissioned us to do. And first and foremost, as I said again, get into a good Bible-believing church that's standing for the truth, that's not scattering the sheep, that's not bringing the world in the church. You know the difference from the world and the church. We do know the difference, but there's a problem. The church is blending so much in with the world that people are thinking that's acceptable. It is not acceptable because once you accept Jesus with your whole heart, you're turning away from what the world is doing. 
You don't even like doing it no more. And even when you try to do it, guess what? You know deep down in your heart it's not right. So you turn back to God. I pray that this message has encouraged you, has uplifted you, has opened your heart to see what God has commissioned us to do. And through this message on tonight, if there's any that's watching that have not made Jesus your Lord, your Savior, your Master, have not accepted Jesus with your whole heart, now is your time. And the only thing you have to do, according to the Word of God and Matthew, no, in Romans 10, I'm still in Matthew, Romans 10, 9 says, that if thou confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So repeat after me. Say, Lord, I thank you that all my sins have been forgiven. I thank you that Jesus has paid the price for me. I thank you that he has laid down his life on my behalf. And now, Father, I believe in my heart, and this is why I'm confessing with my mouth, that Jesus died, he was buried, and he rose on the third day. And tonight, Lord, I want to make Jesus Lord of my life. If you have confessed that with your heart, I'm going to tell you right now, it is almost the new year. And I'm going to say, welcome to the kingdom of God. Now get into a Bible-believing church that can teach you how to be a disciple of the nations. Know that we here at Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministry love you with the love of God. And before I get off of this broadcast, I speak healing to those that are going through in your body. I command healing. Be healed. Be made whole in the name of Jesus. Rise up off of your bed of affliction. I speak right now in the name of Jesus that every confusing spirit that has come to confuse you and attack your mind, I bind it right now in the name of Jesus. I command every tissue, every organ, every cell, every gland, every vital sign, every muscle, every tendon, every bone, every joint, right now to come into alignment, be healed, be made whole, in Jesus' name, and Happy New Year to God be the glory.